Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hey, everyone. It's Marcos Villegas. And today's guest is former UFC welterweight champion Tyron Woodley. Woodley last fought in March of 2021, being submitted in the first round that would see him being cut from the UFC after a four-fight losing streak. He now looks to reignite his career with a transition into professional boxing, with him facing off with YouTuber-turned-fighter Jake Paul in August on pay-per-view. Woodley opens up on how this fight will be different from his close friend and teammate Ben Askren's fight with Jake Paul, his transition from MMA into boxing, training with Floyd Mayweather, and what he expects in the fight. All right, let's get started. We present to you, Tyrone Woodley. Hey, what's up, everybody? How's it going? I'm Marcos Villegas. This is Fight Hub TV, and I'm being joined with Tyron Woodley, who's gearing up for his fight against Jake Paul coming on Showtime pay-per-view at the end of August. Tyron, hey, great to see you. Uh, I see you uh, out in Planet Tyron Woodley. Um <laughs> Yeah, you know, this is the best um, background you can ever imagine because earlier today I was driving through damn near a tornado, and, um, you know, I'm always moving in the cars in and out, so... I feel like I'm always traveling. I'm always on to the next thing. So um, I wish I can just have this for everything, like even FaceTime. <laughs> hey, man, I, I got to mention something that that kind of went over my head. And, and um, when I saw you in Miami, when you announced the um, the press conference, you had made a comment uh, to me that it, it didn't strike me till after you said it. And then I started going back to our archive and I was like, oh, crap, Tyron remembered. You remembered me going to the body shop at like very early yeah. on in your career, interviewing you, Jason High, Antonio McKee. And I was like, oh, my God, Tyron, you have a great freaking memory. Yeah, you know, I, I, I got a great memory. I remember numbers well. I remember faces well. And if you if you were solid, I remember. And if you were an asshole, I remember you, too. So that's um, a gift. And I, I try to move my head enough in fighting that I don't lose that gift. Is it almost like a a uh, photo like uh, like memory pretty close to it i don't i don't know exactly what the exact details of a photographic memory but i, I remember long numbers very well credit card numbers social security numbers dates and times and stuff like that so um it's just something that i just try to get a pattern and i can remember it cuz i'm moving so much i may if i lose my phone if i drop something or if i lose the paper i wrote it down on i kind of try to lock it in and i, I don't even remember people's cell phone numbers anymore like important people uh, i just remember like my house number and then that's it i remember my address from when i was a kid <laughs> <laughs> that's a uh a good um a good trait to have it is to have that man it would have made a uh, high school and college a lot easier for me if i had a photographic memory uh do you still talk to the guys over there at the body shop yeah i talked to him yesterday aj mckee's gearing up to um fight for a strap against pitbull we'll talk to him um but basically, I, I just I just try to just stay tapped in with people that I, I believe in. I believe in AJ. Um, he has a great future ahead of him. So um talked to McKee earlier that day, and then I ended up talking to him again because um, my manager was talking to um to AJ. So 
I was just excited to just see his growth. I've known him since he was a kid, man, like literally a kid. Like, you know what I mean? And he's never gave a fuck ever since then to now. And I think that's a great mind. Um, the, the greats don't have the hesitation. Like John Jones, you, you show him an ankle pick, he's going to try to do an ankle pick in a fight. And AJ possesses the same thing. And his dad's a great MMA coach. And I think with those things together, add a few more, you know, people to the team, you know, he'll, he, he can be unstoppable. Yeah, you know, every time I see AJ, I, I make sure to tell him because I, I think it's the coolest thing to have seen him in there as a little kid and to see him go and achieve his dreams and see his dreams coming true, like right before like our eyes, like to me is like the coolest thing. And I always tell him that, like, dude, this, this is so cool to see you so successful to see, yeah. you, you know, what you went through as a little kid and seeing you at the gym and everything like that to see the success that you're not only achieving now, but you're, you're going to get in the future. Yeah, for sure, you know, and, and he understands it too. He understands that it's not just fighting. He understands that, you know, the entertainment aspect of it, and he's going to get better and better with that as he gets older. He's not even 30 years old, so um, he has a bright future. You know, he's doing all the right things. He's always in the gym training, so um, shout-out to AJ McKee. We got the same birthday too, so it's kind of like he's like my little brother. That's awesome. Uh, I, I'm curious, then, what did, uh, what did Tone tell you about this fight? Um, Tone didn't. Tone called me. I actually went off on Tone a little bit. I had to oh, no. apologize to him because <laughs> he called me at the wrong time, man. A lot of people, like, I've never signed up for a fake fight. I'm never going to go out there and just take a payday and, and watch it, just throw a fight. And a lot of people just didn't know if it was a real fight, if it was really happening, or we was just exhibition. But no, I had to let him know real quick it's a real fight. You know, speaking of this fight, highly publicized. Uh, a lot of people are, are looking forward to it. And, and I think once again, just call it what it is. The biggest fight of the year. The yeah, it is. No, it's, that's it's, what it's going to be. It's got to be real. Highly no anticipated, fighting, man. It, it's it. Yeah. Uh, once again, you, uh, I, I think you're in a position that Ben was uh, a few months back in which you're bringing the MMA fan base and the boxing fan base together, like rallying behind you because of what they of their opinion of who Jake Paul is and kind of how he's he's carried himself do you feel the pressure behind that at all no I don't feel the pressure to do anything but push as hard as I can in training that's the only pressure I really feel right now and I embrace that pressure because I'm very very used to that do you feel the support do you see that like you know both fandoms are are, are getting behind you you know, I don't watch it because um, at, the, at the end of the day, um, when I first came into sport, I was a, the number one prospect, the number one dude to watch out for. He's going to be a champion down the road. And then I was boring and I was a knockout artist and I was, oh, my God, he's so strategic. Oh, my God, he's so entitled. Oh, he complains all the time. He races. Then I went to, oh, my God, they, they, they lied to us. Look at him. He's great. You know, He has to do all these different forms of art because of this, this treatment. So it can change at any moment. Um, but what? won't change is me and my character. I'm going to continue to be that and I'm going to continue to grind. I'm going to continue to work hard. So I don't get too excited when people say good things and I don't go boohoo and cry when people say bad things. My DM has been flooded with, with you got to beat them up. You got to knock them out. You got to beat them up. I'm betting on you. I'm betting on me. Ain't nobody bet on me more than me. Ain't nobody put more money on me than me. You know what I mean? And at the end of the day, um, some of those same people were the people that were hating on me and talking crap about me. Um, and at the same token, it, my mom said all the time, my mouth to say anything. It really doesn't change the outcome. A boo or a cheer is not going to make me win or lose in a fight. Mm -hmm. I'm going to make me win or lose in, in my circle and, and things I do before the fight. That's what's going to cause me to win. You know, speaking of, of 
the fight and, and the preparation uh i know in the past like others have said like they felt like you haven't been really motivated for the other fights that's their opinion uh but with yeah. this fight in particular you know how how motivated are you to to step in there with with jake I'm excited because boxing is what I've always wanted to do. And it's my opportunity to do it on a, on a very large scale for the first time. And, um, you know, the training for MMA is very hard. The wrestling training was hard. MMA training was hard. Wrestling is by far the hardest sport. Uh, MMA would be a close second. Boxing, you know, who doesn't like to punch, slip and roll and make people miss and go hit the bag. And I really got time to take my time with it. I was doing boxing so I can basically conform in and gear towards MMA. Now I'm doing boxing to box. So adopting, you know, I really embrace the new stance and just moving differently and just setting different traps. And, you know, I don't have to worry about a leg kick. I don't have to worry about a takedown. So now my position can change. And in MMA, you know, your stance is too narrow. You can get your leg grabbed, kicked out. You know what I mean? You can be susceptible for a lot of different things. I didn't do a lot of slipping, ducking, and rolling because I was very cautious of uppercuts and knees and, and things like that. So now... It's a situation where it makes sense because if you make somebody miss big, you make them pay big. So now I'm just incorporating those things and just get my body used to the different motions and movements. So uh, I'm excited about it. So I enjoy training. You know, I'm outside the gym right now about to train. And um, I'm just really, you know, just blessed to be in this position I'm in that I can go out there and, and be smiling again and training hard and really ready to put it on and, you know, I'm glad I've had the the big fights and the uh, Madison Square Guards and things prior to this. This is his big show. This ain't my first big show. It, you know, it's it's cool to hear you say all that because I've experienced it when, you know, I, I started boxing training and I've seen other people, other fighters uh, from MMA that start doing uh, boxing training seriously. Like it, it, I don't know, like you, you just get so addicted to it, so hooked to it, and, and you see that excitement come out from them when they – really um put their mind to it yeah you know it it's it's different because they call it a sweet science for a reason you know it's so many different body types so many different skill sets um but they coexist so well inside inside the um inside the ropes so for me i'm still trying to locate like certain people want me to box this way and i'm like coach this don't feel right okay then let's try this oh that's perfect it's still effective I mean, I can throw my jab 20 different ways. I don't have to throw it exactly like Floyd. I don't have to throw it exactly like Manny Pacquiao or exactly like, you know, anybody else. You know, you start seeing the Philly shells and rolls and the defenses. Those are things that were not um, sound defense. You know what I mean? Hands up, chin down, breathe, everything tight. Sometimes guys do better when they're loose and relaxed. We've seen that in MMA. You know, um, Rose Namajunas, when she's relaxed and she's loose and she's she believe in her defense. And she's able to get to you and you don't really see her. Oh, ah, oh, ah, tight punch. You know what I mean? It just catches you by surprise. So I'm finding a hybrid. You know, Roy Jones Jr. was like that. But then Mike Tyson was super tight and compact. So I, I feel like my style is going to be kind of a hybrid. When you look at Jake Paul, when did he start coming onto the radar for you in terms of what he's done in the ring? You know, to be to be honest, Jake Paul was kind of a, a shadow in Logan Paul's, um, you know, his bigger brother. You know, I knew Logan, you know, you know, we talked a lot. We chatted about MMA and I always gave him props about them being athletes. And, you know, 
I've always known they're athletes. They were, they were high-level wrestlers in high school. I know Logan was. I don't know Jake's credentials, but Logan plays in, in Ohio State, which is very difficult. He plays in Ohio State. He plays in New York. He plays in um, California. Um, any of those real East Coast schools are right there um, in Ohio. This, you got to be a real deal. So the fact that he was able to do that, I think he even wrestled collegiately as well, tells you that he can laugh and joke and go do YouTube, but really he's, he's mentally – driven a different way and his brothers probably always looked up to big brother and always want to be like him but he was just like the that's why he's probably called a problem child he's probably a little, just a little badass one out the group the one that probably got spanked more than than logan so when i seen him you know i watched it because you know they were getting you know just like everybody else was some attention on it and then when he i mean i didn't really think nothing much of nate nate was um not let me rewind that i'm not saying i didn't think much of nate i didn't take a lot away from what he did against nate that he's some great boxer. Nate was dope for going in there. He was a basketball player. He went in and, and fought somebody that, you know, didn't know a lot about. And he went out there and gave it his all. He didn't, he came up short. So I never hate on a man for going there and trying. A lot of people got something to say, but they won't even get in there. They won't even make that walk. That walk is something, you know, when you walking and at the end of it, you got to get in there and you can't turn back and anything can happen. Yeah. He made the walk. So you got to give him his respect. Um, Askren, friend and teammate of mine I was obviously in the corner um his base was always grappling his, his his goal was always to get close to you and put punishment on you and wear you down wear you down wear you down to you soften yourself up for the submission or the ground upon TKO it was never to you know to just try to knock you out with, with punches and strikes so that wasn't really his his back his background but at the end of the day I still thought he had a chance against Jake so now He's fighting a real person that really thrived and really got his name off of knocking people out. When you see like the skills that he's shown in, in the three fights that he's had, like, do you, do you have respect for what, what he's done? Like do, when you look at him, do you feel like, okay, like this guy, even though he, he doesn't have as much combat experience as I do, there's still a level of respect there that I got to give him because he has shown skill. He has shown competency in there. Yeah. If I was fighting my first boxing fight, and I didn't know Jake from, from YouTube and Disney. And I saw his fights and I saw the way he was built and I saw the matchup. It would be a, it would be a fight that I would think made sense for my first boxing fight. So that's what I'm taking. I'm not thinking about, he wants you guys, oh, I'm some YouTuber guy, some Disney guy, and this is a joke to me. And he's some seasoned veteran. And I'm going to fight him. And that's what he's doing. He's really taking it serious. And I'm really taking it serious. This ain't, this ain't the other thing. This ain't the, the TikTok versus YouTube. This ain't, you know, the, 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 um, it was a guy that in a, one of the other fighting organizations, which I won't say, but it was a guy that girlfriend was talking to another dude in the club. He got her phone number, took him away, and then they fought in a they fought. No experience. One dude was a fighter, one dude was not, got beat up bad. It was a blood fight in a crib. You know what I mean? This ain't that. This is a fighter versus a fighter. Forget the background. He wanted to fight. He signed the dotted line. He had a whole bunch to say. I'm surprised he even did it. Now we're here. Now we're going to get it on. So do you think at this point it, it, it's, it would be fair to, to categorize him as a fighter? Or, or do you think, you know, the whole him being YouTube How can guy? you not? How can you not? Mm -hmm. He's fought. He's, nobody knocked um, Ben Askren out in the UFC. Robbie Lawler came close, but nobody did. You're going to say he's not a fighter? No, he's a fighter. He's a fighter fighting against another fighter. That's going to beat him up.
<laughs> that's what people want to hear. They, they want to hear that you're confident that you're going to win and you're going to go there and get in the, uh, the knockdown. I'm, I'm going to dive. Well, into I want to hear people that I want them to be confident in watching. Yeah. Let me do what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. I don't go and tell people how to watch. I want you to watch this fight. I want you to eat this um, popcorn. I want you to have this drink. I want you to sit in this type of seat. I want you to wear this outfit. I want you to look at it on this type of TV. No, we don't do that. But they want to tell us how to fight and what we should do and how we should do it and what round we should do it. We, we give you guys all this ability to do that, and we appreciate it. But this is what I really do. When you look at those fights, like what can you take away from those performances? I know he hasn't had a lot of ring time. He, he's finished his opponents really, really quick. What can you take away from what he's shown in the ring at, at this point to formulate how you're going to approach this fight? Uh, it's hard. It's hard to really take a lot away because he hasn't been in there very often. Um, but, you know, it's a few things that I've seen, a few things that I've, you know, recognized off the top of my head that I feel like I can capitalize on. It's a few things that um, – that I won't be able to see that. I just got to be ready, whether it's him or anybody else. If a jab comes towards me, I got to read the body language and know how to move and know how to counter and protect myself. So um, it's even more of a difficult task because I don't have a lot of footage. I don't have a lot of fighting. And and I don't really want a lot. I don't really want to have, like, spies in this training camp watching them spar. Like, people call, oh, man, I sparred him before, man. Don't, 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 get off my phone. I don't want to hear that. Because you may be scared of that. I may not give a fuck about that. Mm. Don't don't try to put your fear on me and don't try to like make me think about something or be cautious about something. I don't I don't need that. I got coaches for that. They'll tell me they, they've done this before. They're the professionals and they've trained greats and world champions and Olympic gold medalists. They've trained those people. So am I going to listen to you or am I going to listen to somebody that's done it? Fair point. You got uh, coaches. Uh, you linked up with Pedro Diaz, who's sheesh. Former uh, yeah. Cuban national team uh, coach, trained you know uh, Miguel Cotto, uh, tons and tons of fighters. Um, even given that you know, bringing in a, a professional team and accomplished team, um, some sports books have this fight uh, even. Are, are you like just scratching your head by that? Like, what, what do you make of that? Yeah, I mean, the only the only sport that's done on paper is paper football when you're flicking a little triangle through uh, index fingers. You got to go in there and fight. I've been an underdog so many times, you know, um, and, and if I was a favorite, I wouldn't be like, oh, because I'm the favorite on paper, whew, take a deep breath. Now I'm going to win. No, that's not how it works. So I don't I don't I don't even like when people tell me about what the what the odds are. That's for y'all. You don't need to tell me what you're what the odds are. If you want to bet, go bet. And you don't need to you don't need to tell me about it. It's not going to change. It, the odds can change at any moment. Am I going to change my training based on the odds? No, no, I wouldn't think so. Or it wouldn't be the right, <laughs> wouldn't be the right strategy to do. But oh, the odds went down. Oh my God, I said, uh, the odds said I'm the favorite this week. Let me ease up. I don't need that run today. Oh, but some, some I, I think some fighters would maybe feel a sense of disrespect given your accolades, seeing as as you're one of the top welterweights. I feel disrespect for all the, the fact time. That he thought he can beat me. Mm-hmm. That's already enough. I'm not gonna. There's nothing he's gonna say and do that makes that's gonna make me want to beat him or win more. I'm already at that point. I'm at the maximum desire to win. This is my chance to reinvent myself. This is my chance to really go and get a, a real opportunity to be a star, to take off the way I know I should have. This is a, a chance for me to do every everything that I got um, in the back pocket that I've been working on as an artist. You know, it goes along for the ride. The whole platform goes along for the ride. What else more do I need? Do I need a, a, a eye? Do I need, oh, he said, he said this about your mom. Like, 
I don't need none of that shit. Like, I'm going to beat him up. You kind of alluded to it that, you know, um, there, there's a lot of things that you want to do because of this and because of the magnitude of this. What's at stake at, at you? Uh, what's at stake here for you on this fight, you feel, Tyron? I mean, I'm just going to win, man. That's that's it. I'm looking at my gloves my coach gave me. It said animal. It said train to win. It said the family team. I mean, what else do I need? All I can control is my preparation and my mind. And my preparation has is, is been great thus far. And my mind is set on winning. So that's what's at stake. Mm, mm. What wins you this fight, in your opinion? Um, power, speed, experience. Um, I'm just a better fighter in general. And, and I've done this. This is actually, this is in me. This is not what I do. This is a part of my life. This is a part of me. Um you know, it's, it's, you can you can think about him without thinking about fighting. If you take away his two fights, three fights, you know, his little fight he had in the lunchroom in seventh grade, you can take that away and he's still going to be who he is. If you take away fighting completely, you take away wrestling completely, you know, for me, you know what I mean? That's been a big part of my life. This is, this is my DNA. This is who I am. Now, with that being said, like, how, how do you mentally, like, see – like that first round, because I think that first round is going to be very crucial. You know, I, I, I no, would I'm just think... going, I'm going, there ain't no round going to be crucial. Every round I'm no? going hundred miles an hour. Yeah. So first, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, you know, he fake like, oh, he poked me in the eye, whatever he do and break the judge and break it away. Um, don't hit in the back of the head, whatever, whatever they say. When they, when they say go again, I'm going again. But do you ex- expect him to press you? Do you expect him to move? Like, um, I don't know. I don't. I don't know what to expect. This next car driving down the street is gonna do. Mm-hmm. Are they gonna make a right or left? I don't know. I ain't in the vehicle. I ain't in their mind. I know what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna punch him in the face. <laughs> and in the body. <laughs> and anywhere, anywhere that's legal to punch, I'm gonna punch him there. I'm gonna punch him in his arms. I'm gonna punch him in his throat. I'm gonna punch him in his stomach. I'm gonna punch him in his ribs. I'm gonna punch him in his shoulders. You know what I mean? It goes rounds and, though. You think? Oh, I think it does. Yeah. How many? I mean, think about this. You're yeah. fighting time when there's no knock people out. Weather the storm. Protect yourself. Don't get hit with this punch. They, he, he's, he's a kid, and he's started into something else, but he's being trained by real people. He's sparring real people. You know, he can fight. So if you were fighting me, what would you tell him? Come out reckless? No, nah, that's mm. when people got sniped doing that to me he's gonna come out he's gonna try to protect himself so um and i'm not what, in the rush what if he okay. flips the script what what if uh, I, this might sound crazy but what if he comes and he presses you and he wants to push you on your no, back i foot? think he is mm. i think he is mm. that's what i'm expecting yeah and that's what i like when people press me they get knocked the fuck out mm. every single time who's pressed me and i got knocked out when I sat back and I get and I let people in on the fight and I let people be like, oh, you know, well, I'm waiting on time to do what he normally does. And when I didn't do it, it gave them the, the confidence and the courage to walk down. And then they then they got a chance. But before then, whether you look at Gilbert Burns, Kobe Covington, Usman, Rory McDonald, they all their first couple of seconds, it was is that motherfucking dog I saw against Koshek, against Teal, against Robbie, against Condit. Is that one coming towards me? If he is, I got to make sure I don't get hit with it. Any coach that doesn't tell you to protect yourself and watch out for the unseen, you know, punches that have put many people down, they're doing you a, uh, a disservice. And I think he got enough 
intelligence. He's stupid as hell, but he's smart as fuck on the low. So he's he's going to be coached by people that tells him, okay, this is what he did. The people that did good against him, they did this. Who would not look back? He got way more footage of me than I have of him. He's going to watch so much film. So many people are going to watch it. They're going to break him down. People I've trained with, sparring partners, coaches probably. He's going to do whatever it takes to get any intel because he has to. He can't make up for, for 30 years as an athlete. Do you think his power is a power that can give you worry in the fight? Um, Darren Till's power was a power that can give me worry, and so was Robbie Lawler, and they didn't land one punch the whole fight. So, Did they? No. So, no. But he, he he has knocked out other opponents. I know they're not you. I know you're a completely different But Robbie fighter. Lawler had two fighters, two fights of the year. Robbie Lawler had one of the greatest fights against Carlos Conner and Roy McDonald. You never seen a, 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 a drip, an eye drop of blood leave my face. Nor did Darren Till. I nearly, I broke my hand on this, on this nugget. So um, I'm not disrespecting him, but my reality on what people are capable of doing caused me to train at a level that I needed to train. And I'm going to train at the same level as I, as I, any puncher that I fought, any knockout person, anybody with power, Paul Daly never stumped me, never hit me, never dropped me. Um, you know, the people that were known and could do those things, they didn't do it to me. I did it to them. In interviews that Ben did, and I know this is a completely different fight, but I I, I think it, it is something Shout out to, bring to Ben. Up. Ben was one of the first ones that, that brought this up. After he lost, he said he wanted to see me fight Jake. No, and I was going to touch on that, too. That, had he not said that, maybe we'd not be sitting here. So well, I told well, Ben, you know, if this fight happens, I'm going to make a nice little donation to the Ashland Wrestling Academy. I'm a, I'm a whole shooter. I'm a man of my word. Uh, hopefully him and his family is doing great. I talked to him probably once a week or so. Um, yeah, what has he told you about this? Um, he didn't say much, you know what I mean? Because he, he already, he was one of the first ones. He kept checking in. You think it's going to happen? I'm like, man, I don't think this is going to fight me. And he's like, I don't know. And I, and I hit him. I said, man, dude, they fucking kind of like moving forward with it. I think we might do it. So that's kind of, I've been out talk with, but Ben's actually, he all pumped up and getting set up for like a retreat he's having in his house. He got a lot of, um, land in Wisconsin. Um, all the wrestlers, we we're all supposed to come out there in August to like camp out on this property and do disc golf. And then some of the, um, some of the guys from that I went to college, um, it would have been great to catch up, but I think, I think these guys are going to have a way better time knowing that the Mizzou dude went out there and got one back for us. Mm. You know, I asked him this, Ben, and I'm like, hey, man, like, what what happens if you lose? Like, you know, like, what does that do to you? Like the accomplishments and all that. And I know other people ask him that, and he's like, man, that, that would be so embarrassing. It, you know, I think it would be a tough pill to swallow. Obviously, you're not thinking that. You're, you're not of the mentality to think that. But at all, does it does it hamper what you have accomplished, you think, if the unthinkable on your end happens? What happens if you do a shitty interview? I get angry. Do you, do you quit? <laughs> no, not at all. Does but I, I do from, get it. Does it stop you from Does it stop you from calling me today? You could nope. bomb. You can say you can say the wrong date. You can say something that offends me. Um, you can say some some facts that are not correct. And you can look silly, but you still get on the microphone. You still do what you do. We the same. Mm, I like that response. I really like that response. Yeah. <laughs> you get angry, but you keep on going because you know the the. Uh, the long road. You're looking at the long picture. There we go. 
Yeah. You answered the question for me. <laughs> now, with that being said, uh, um, you linked up with Pedro, man. How did that happen? You know, I was down in Miami uh, for the presser. And obviously, I don't, I don't want to be down here not working out. So I was out here. Um, and actually, the, the guy I'm at the gym with right now, he was one guy I worked out with. And then Pedro um, wanted to work out with me. And um, I didn't get a chance to really work out with him. I was running so late. And um, Masvidal was working with him when I walked in the gym. And then his I didn't understand because it, the, it's a language barrier. The entire is two people in the gym that speak English. Um, his wife and, and one other person kind of vaguely speaks it, but the entire gym is, you know, it's all Spanish. So when I'm in there, you know, I was asking them, I was like, Hey coach, don't worry about it. You know, I was in my mind, I'm late. I'm like, you know, you guys, these guys are about to spar, you know, they can have a ring and I can just step outside here and hit the back. He said, no, we all are doing the same thing, but he didn't get what I was saying. They were doing drills where they had headgear and groin protectors just to do the drills because they were going to be punching at each other. I thought they were about to spar. So he thought I was saying that, you know, no, I let them get the ring. Like, like basically, you know, not that I was trying to have a red carpet, but I was trying to do it from respect. But it's like, okay, I'm hella late. I'm going. So if they needed to spar at this time and I was late and they were supposed to have the ring, don't worry about it. I'll step outside. Let's just go over here. But what he was really saying is that we're all about to do the same workout. He said, all of my guys are champions. He's a three-time champion. He's a six-time world champion. He's a champion. We do everything together. We do all, ain't nobody getting a different workout. So I learned real quick. So I never had a chance to work with a one-on-one. We was in Miami and we were going to leave. And then I decided to stick around. And he said, well, Pedro want to work with you, but he's out of the, um, he's out of the country. He won't be back until this time on Sunday. And I'm like, oh, I kind of need to get back. And then something told me to stay and just give it a shot. So I stayed and I linked up with him and we worked. And then it was just like instant chemistry off the top. Like he said, are you here for the win or are you here for the show? Because I only train people for the win. If you're here basically for the, the, the clout and the fuck shit, I ain't training you. But if you want to win, all I do is train and win. Everything I do from the beginning like my practices and my schedule is planned out from here until we walk, make the walk to the ring every single day. Um, everything is very detailed. Um, the intensity is, is one of which that if I was in MMA and I was starting my camp off like this, this is where I would end my, this is the intensity that I would end my camp. That's where we're starting at. So I was looking at, you know, one of the Turkish fighters. Uh, I forgot his name exactly. Yildirim. Um, Yildirim, Yildirim. Yeah. yeah. He fought, he fought Canelo, right? Yeah, he fought Canelo. Yeah. Uh, a week ago, a week ago, he was, oh, coach was like, what are you doing? That's not the punch I told you to throw. And he was looking tired and drained. And you can see he was just, you know, trying to get it. And it was just not working. But I didn't know a lot about him. This week, he was super sharp. Today, I said, man, you sharp. I know, I know, the, I know training curves. That's how I feel this week. I feel like he did the last week. You know what I mean? I'm hearing the punch. I'm hearing what he want me to do, but I'm trying to get my body to do it, but I'm just fucking sore and tired. <laughs> I can I can look forward to next week because I'm going to be sharp like he was. Mm. And so that's that's the mindset. Just keep pushing through, keep pushing through, keep pushing through, keep pushing through. So um, just a group of people that I'm in there with, I'm blessed to have. Um, the intensity is there. The atmosphere is there. I feel like really the spirit is there. I feel like I feel the Holy Spirit in the gym. I feel like it's I'm at the right place. And I, I really... 
I really changed everything around. I canceled a lot of stuff. I canceled. I was supposed to be in Vegas with my dog, um, um, Lonnie. Shout out to the High Rollers Tournament. They got a High Rollers Tournament. Wiz Khalifa and Ernie Reyes is doing a, a Muay Thai seminar. I was supposed to do a, a meet and greet for those guys. And I had to call and cancel. And those, those are my brothers. And I felt bad. But I got to win. You know, I'm supposed to work the UFC desk um, in a couple couple of days. And I'm like, I don't know if I can do it. I got a whole press conference. And that's already going to take a lot of my time. I want to get back to training. So I may have to cancel that. Don't don't say nothing to them yet because they get mad at you when you got to cancel stuff. <laughs> but but it's important. Like, you know what I mean? I, I'm not going to see my kids. My kids just landed. They're on an Uber on their way to the gym. I couldn't pick them up. You know what I mean? Because I'm here waiting on Floyd Mayweather to pull up to the gym so I can get after it. So at the end of the day, you know, I'm making the sacrifices. This is real, real, real shit. I know I snuck that in on you. Look at your face. Yeah, no, no, uh, no. You had mentioned I, I, it earlier, too, like yeah. at the beginning. He he had told – I was there, actually. I filmed that interview when he said, hey, Tyron, come with us. And I was going to get to that. Like, did you reach out and what happened to that? Yeah, I, I didn't know if he – I didn't know if it was just because he was so – disrespected by Jake and so pissed off at him or he really wanted to help me. And he came in yesterday and we trained yesterday and he really wanted to help me. And I wasn't prepared to be honest because I had did a crazy workout before. I didn't know if he was going to work out and then we work out. I didn't know if he was going to go over a couple of things and show me a couple of moves. If it was just going to be for some cameras and photo ops that no, we trained. And I'm like, Oh shit, this is real. <laughs> I mean, so what did he put so tonight? To, to, uh, I mean, I mean, for one, I shadow box for nearly an hour, just watching my uh, footwork, my motion, um, details. It don't sound like much, but I dare somebody shadow box for 10 minutes to come holler at me. Your calves is going to burn in a whole different way. Inferno, inferno burn on the calves. Um, just the nerves. He's the greatest defensive boxer ever. And he's one of the greatest boxers ever. Flawless in all of his fights. So, like, you don't want to look crazy, but also you're still exerting yourself. So, that anxiety makes you get tired quicker you know what i mean you don't want to look out of shape and you also don't want to stop too soon because you want to get as much as you can out of the workout so i was i had to push through and when i got done whew, i pushed through he said man it's good good work today good work right and he said i want you to jump on the bag right and have you ever seen floyd mayweather hit the bag yeah i've, I've he's boom, one of the boom, only boom, guys boom, yeah non-stop Three hours, and yeah. I'm just like, how how does this guy keep going? It's it's it's, it's boom, crazy. Boom, 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 poof. That's what I, I was like. All right, well, tired, but I I'm gonna just do what I see him do. Poof, 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 boom, boom. And now he said, no, nah, we box the mitts, we fight the bag. Give me UFC power. Mm. And ain't no timer, ain't no round, ain't no time. And when you already did a crazy workout earlier, your calves are burning. You don't want to say, hey, oh, champ, my calves burning. Like I can't say that. That sounds stupid. That sounds soft. You know what I mean? But I had to find a way to dig and throw punches and respond and do what he wanted me. He said, no, dig to the body. That, that wouldn't have hurt. If you hit somebody with that, that wouldn't have hurt. Dig. Go through the back. Go through the target. No, you let your back leg fall out. Bend your knees. Turn. Precise. Shoot the punch right here. Or he may say, relax. Ship, you're moving too much. Relax. Walk him down. You the fighter. You the best. You the champion. You the motherfucker he worried about. He ain't no fighter. Walk him down, make him pay, punish him. He a real coach. So, so him and um, him and GT, which is one of his fighters and also one of the coaches, um, they work with me, and I'm very blessed and very thankful. Um, we're about to work here when I hop out the phone with you, and then you know, hopefully, we get more sessions in and more time um, to work. You know, I learned so much. If I never got a chance to work with him again, I learned enough little small details 
and small little, you know, back pocket tricks yesterday that will take me through this fight, maybe through a couple fights. That one, that's crazy. I'm jealous because I think anybody in that position would love to train and be trained uh, with Floyd. Two, uh, I guess, is he going to continue training you? Like, uh, for sure. They, they want me to, they want me, I think they want me to come to Vegas. They didn't really say it, but the, his assistant, Kichi, who's a, amazing, she said, we want you to come to Vegas. The altitude's different. And, um, you know, I've always wanted to go in there to the sparring thing. I love the culture. Doghouse? You want to go in the doghouse? Yeah, the doghouse. <laughs> yeah, I do. I do. I mean, I did. If you ever go on YouTube, I'm always doing shit that people say you shouldn't do. You know, I, I did the CT Fletcher's dropping dimes. Nobody would do that. I was hurt for a week and a half. I had so many massage therapy, essential oils, chiropractic, acupunctures, you know, Thai women walking on my neck and face. I had so many things I had to do just to be able to function after I did that. So um, how many people can say they did that when and there? And, and really, I want to go in there and hold my own. I want to go in there and get mopped up and be a mockery. I want to go in there and they respect me. That's my fucker. He a fighter. You know what I mean? He got, like, I got a ways to go, but I'm okay with that work. It's something I never ran for, but a lot of people want to be here. Oh, I wish I could be there. I wish I could film. It's too many people in the gym right now. This ain't my gym, but when I walk in there, I'm like, hey, no disrespect, but it's too many people in here. You know what I mean, I don't want to make it a situation where he doesn't want to do it again. So I know it's cool. I know it's exciting. But just think about this. I'm really fighting. This ain't a joke. And I can really learn from this man. I can really win this fight in multiple fights and even MMA. Like when I when I do a couple of boxing fights, three or four boxing fights and go back and go to MMA, I'm going to be way sharper. My sense is going to be way better. My punch is going to be way more crisp. I'm going to be way better defensively. It's only raising the amount of money I'm making. It's going to raise the amount of um, skill set that I have, the composure. And, I'm, a, and I'm, I'm on my own clock right now. You know what I mean? I fight who and when and where I want to for any organization, any, any, um, any city, any country. And I fight at what I feel I'm worth. That's where I'm at. And I'm, I'm excited to be here. What has Floyd told you overall of, of Jake and the fight? Can't tell you that. Mm. Okay, aside from game plan. But you would be a bad reporter not to ask me that. Yeah. So I respect <laughs> you for asking, but I respectfully can't share that information with you. Mm. He dislikes him? Does he dislike him? Did you get that? No, he don't dislike him. He, I mean, he understands what the, the kid was doing. He, at that moment, it was completely out of line and disrespectful, but... He didn't say one thing about it. He didn't say one thing about the hat. He didn't say one thing about him not liking him. He even said that one time, you know, he came to the gym, you know, and wanted to train a little bit, wanted to move around a little bit, you know. But, you know, he was fighting against somebody else that he respected, so he didn't want to, you know, play aside. He, he, I don't think he's really bothered. You can't be Floyd Mayweather and be as bothered because so many people had so many things to say about him his whole career. You know I mean, oh, you don't fight the right fighters and you don't knock people out anymore and did this and this, that and that. So if he would have been focused on that, you know, he may not have been 50 and out. He may not have made the money. He may not have done what he's done. He's not, a, you know, cementing his legacy. He's he's immortal in boxing. And um, not only just boxing, as, as, a, as an athlete that basically made a fortune on, on his athletic ability and his hard work. So, um I doubt he's very bothered by that. I got to ask you this because you, you have been training now in, in, in boxing for a, a few weeks now. How's the sparring been? And how have you been feeling in the sparring? I've been, I've been, I've been, um, I've been, um, 
I've been boxing sparring though. Like this ain't nothing new. Like they're not gonna have me spar different. I, I never I sparred at wild card boxing, Buddy McGurk's. Nobody's taking it easy on you. Nobody's gonna just sit there and because no, you're especially in MMA. at the wild card. The wild card, they eat you Spotted. up. If you're, you're an MMA to, you guy, they, they lo- yeah. If you're an M- if they know yeah. you're an MMA guy, they go extra hard on you. I know. Yeah, and I was there since 2008. You do the math. I've been through those wars. I've been there with world champions. I came up with Kid Chocolate, um, Michael Medina, and before they used to even close the gym for um, Amir Khan. I was there. He was in there working out at the same time as me. So that's not anything new. Now it's just more rounds. Um, coaches are a little bit more critical because they, they can look at you from a boxing standpoint and be like, okay, cool. In, in MMA, nobody's going to stop that. So maybe I don't need to micromanage it so much. Now, no, no, you didn't pivot. You fell off. Didn't feel that punch. Put something on it. No. Top, top, boom. So they're really, really particular, and, and I'm embracing it. You're striking. How confident are you in it now? And how confident are you going to be in it uh, come fight night? Because I, I would imagine you're seeing it improve like leaps and bounds by just focusing on, on this aspect of this. You know, I, I I see it, I see it, um, I see it increasing leaps and bounds. But what I see, what I see more than anything, is that I'm just I'm fighting my mind to go through it. I don't think I'm gonna see the benefits yet, like the technique and the drill and the, and the workload and and the the, the skill set. I'm trying to make sure I keep it registered, locking in, and can use it, and that it doesn't become information overload. That's what I'm trying to make sure of, and you know. Uh, it's not, I'm not at the point of the training account where it's like, oh, my God, I feel, in the, I feel so great and this is this. I'm not supposed to feel great right now. I'm building a base. I'm building, you know, my cardio. I'm building my stamina. I'm, I'm changing things that in MMA I got away with so many times that was incorrect. And I was knocking people out with, with poorly thrown punches. You know what I mean? And I think in a couple of weeks I'll start seeing where, you know, these things are sharpened. But also I'm sparring against guys that are that are, are better boxers than me and guys that have been around boxing longer. So um, I already know that if I go back and I'm sparring against MMA guys or I'm sparring against guys that, you know, may not have done the same thing I've done, I'm probably going to do a lot better than I would have um, before this. I sense from you just overall, like, like you're refreshed, like the, the, the energy, the vibe that I get from you is that you're, you're genuinely like you're happy or where you're at. You're happy with going through this experience and, and it's like giving you like new energy. For sure. And, and, you know, I didn't know if I was going to get this, you know, I would hate to have walked away from um, combat sports. So, you know, with four losses, now I can I can hold my head up high because my last fight, I was fucking coming for blood. And that was the first time I actually got caught. Like out of all the times I got caught, why would it be after I had three fights where I wasn't really there? Um, I was there in that fight. I was ready, you know, and I was winning and I was I was about to knock him out. I had him. And um, sometimes God does things in mysterious ways. But I, I just always thank him. Thank him for the opportunity. Thank the UFC for the opportunity. Um, thankful that I was there again. Thank you for my coaches. You know, I really, you know, showed up. Even McKee, I trained with McKee for the last fight. A lot of people don't know that. But um, McKee at the beginning was like, man, you sure you want to fight? You there? And I was kind of not injured, but I was, I guess I can say I was kind of injured. And then once I healed up, he saw the Tyron Woodley. He knew, he said, now you're ready. Now you're ready to go. You know what I mean? He can sign off on that because he got a reputation of his fighters being in shape, his fighters coming at a certain pace, his fighters, you know what I mean, going off. And by the time it ended the cap, you know, his, his mentality changed about the whole fight. And I was in, and that means something to me because I regard him as one of the best MMA coaches in the game. So 
for me, I'm just going to expound upon that without getting caught, without my hand dropping down at the last minute. He barely got through, and that's all it takes in our sport. You know, Jake's not getting through. Regardless of what happens, do you continue boxing? Do you go back to MMA? Like, have you oh, thought about, like... Ain't no one-off. I don't do one-offs. I don't do for the shits and giggles. If I'm in something, I'm in something. Because I, I put too much work in there. You know, it's like me getting on the treadmill and running for 30 minutes knowing I hate it. If I get on a bike for 20, 30 minutes after that, I can lose another four or five pounds. I'm not going to do the hardest part of the cardio and then miss the opportunity to, you know, to shed off the extra weight because I already got it started. No, I'm going to keep it cracking. So I'm a combat sport athlete now. I'm not just an MMA fighter. Uh, I'm not just a boxer. Um, the best opportunities, so many opportunities are already come. Get through this fight and this. Get through this fight and this. If I think about every opportunity, you get through this fight, I'm going to pay you a portion and this and this and everybody that's coming after me, um, I'll fucking be overwhelmed. I might have a little nervous breakdown. But if I can focus on this fight, focus on my training, and focus on me getting better just to be a better boxer, I'm going to be a better boxer against him. And it's going to build a base for me to be a better boxer against whoever's standing across from me. Was there any truth to you fighting Oscar? Was that really going to happen? I would fight him, but I mean, I don't know where he was at on it. You know, um, he was looking for an opponent. I was, I was, I was game for it. But, but Oscar actually sent me a message um, not too long ago about, you know, some stuff that he, he feel like I should do just in general, not really for Jake, but just in general. And um, I respect him and I, and I appreciate that because he didn't have to do that. And it's just funny that what he said, every Floyd, um, Pedro, everybody's echoed it without even knowing. It. He said, I see you working with Pedro. Smart move. He's a legend in the game. You know what I mean? He's going to get you right. And for your body type and your mindset, working with him is the best choice you could have made. Make sure you do this. Make sure you, make sure you do that. And I said, I appreciate you and thank you. That's if he cool. wants to compete against me down the road, I'm a, I'm a martial artist. It's not about hate. I, I love watching the Diaz brothers fight and Bisbing fight and George St. Pierre fight and Robbie Lawler and Carlos Condit. Those are people I, I really looked up to and I really, you know, I really love their style and their mentality and their heart. And I wanted to compete because I wanted to say I was the best and they were the best of me. So if De La Hoya down the road wanted to compete, for sure. That's really cool of him to to reach out to you. For sure, yeah. yeah. I thought yeah. it caught me by surprise, and yeah, it was really cool. If you were to tell, you know, a, a fan, an MMA fan, a fan of yours that you know may have a little bit of a worry because of what happened with Ben, you know, what would you tell them? How would you reassure them? What would you say to them? Be like, Tyron, man, I want you to win so bad, but uh, you know, I don't know. Like Jake's a big puncher, and and the uh, the, the the losses that you had, like, what what would you say to them? I mean, I would say to them this. You know, if you put Shaquille O'Neal in a three-point contest versus Steph Curry, it'd be a different outcome. If you put Steph Curry in a dunking contest against um, Shaquille O'Neal, it'd be a different outcome. They still put points on the board. We just did it in a different way. I'm a different monster than Ben Askren. Mm. And it just so happened that what the, the, my, my attributes and the way that I fought, he was a world champion, man. He, he's one of the greatest. Nobody's going to play my dog and take away what he did. He did what he did. He did it. In wrestling, I saw before, I, saw, I know his whole equation. He's acceptable of his body type, his skills, his speed, and his strength. And he formed and created a scrambling type. And he created a type of MMA where he, you could not get away from him. He beat a lot of high-level guys. So in boxing, he didn't conform his, his whole game plan around striking. So he was in another um, arena. So he was courageous to go into that. He trained, um, you know, to go in there and box Jake. And guess what? He came up sharp. What can you say? Olympian, NCAA champion, 
world champion in two different divisions and a very high level mixed martial art with some big victories over former champions and former containers. So at the end of the day, you know, you, you, every night we're not going to win. You know what I mean? From here on out, do you stay in Florida? Do you go to Vegas? I know fans watching this are going to be asking, like, oh, are you, you going to continue leaking up with Floyd? What, what are you going to do? I'm going to let y'all ponder and, and think for me because I do a good job at that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that was Tyron Woodley. Tyron, thank you so much. This man right here fights Jake Paul coming up on Showtime pay-per-view at the end of August. Tyron, man, hey, it was good seeing you. Good chatting with you. Thank you so much. All right, be blessed, my man. You too. Thank you so much for listening to Fight Up TV. If you enjoyed this interview today, leave us a five-star review. It would help us out a lot. Stay up to date with us online as well. Make sure to follow us on our social media at Fight Up TV. Thank you. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.